on, everyone. Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where we believe that the best idea wins, and we are here to help you generate good ideas. And to do so, we got to bring on smart people uh, who have absolutely crushed it in the industry, smart operators, uh, smart business people, smart salespeople, and uh, we've got a good one for you today. So this week, we are joined uh, by someone who many of you probably know, Victor Rancourt, and uh, super excited to dig in about all the big stuff he's got coming up with his uh, with his growth summit coming up in the fall, uh, things about Service Rocket, the Hero app, all that good stuff. Victor, how you doing? Doing good, Eric, man. Thanks for having me on. You know, obviously, I've heard really good things about the podcast, and you know, I'm excited to finally be a guest, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, I'm super stoked about this one for sure because, uh, you know, you you really bring a really unique uh, perspective to the show because not only uh, did you come up through the industry, you know, on the service side, but now you're an operator. You're also on the coaching side, uh, acquisition side, kind of really an influencer through every angle in the industry. So, uh, really excited to to chat with you more about that stuff. Yeah, man. And, you know, obviously, you know, I've been in the industry now seven, coming up on a little under seven and a half years. And, and I feel like I've done a lot, but I still think uh, there's a lot more that's going to happen over the next, you know, and, and I told someone I was on a podcast the other day, I said, over the next five to 10 years, it's going to be clear, you know, who the top guy in this industry is. And that's kind of my goal. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't foresee anybody passing me or beating me. And, and that's just a mindset thing, I guess, but uh, I'm excited for, for everything that we've done so far and everything that we got going on and me and my team have going on over the next, you know, couple of years is going to be badass. I'd like to hear it. So Victor, why don't you go ahead and just like tell a little bit of your story, you know, for some of our listeners out there who may not have heard it yet, you know, kind of how you got your start in the industry, uh, some of those early, you know, influencers in your life in the industry and how they kind of help propel you to where you're at now. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've told my story a lot and, and if you haven't heard it yet, just keep keep in mind, I'm I'm just like everybody else. I'm nothing special. I came from I didn't come from money. I didn't come from nothing was spoon fed to me. Nothing was given to me. Um, I got in the industry March March 2015. I knew nothing about HVAC. I I didn't know what the hell HVAC stood for. I had no idea what HVAC techs did. I didn't know what I didn't even know when I looked in a closet. I remember I, I had an apartment at the time. And I remember the first time opening my closet and looking at my heater, and I had no idea what the hell I couldn't give it. I had no idea how the hell the thing worked, right? So I had I had no background in this. You know, I had just moved back to California not too long before that. I was living in Cleveland, Ohio, doing oil changes for like six seventy five an hour. I was that guy down in my down in the pit getting oil splattered on his face. Uh, but that's kind of where I cut my teeth and, you know, where, you know, my future in, I would, you know, if you would have told me back then where I'd be now, I'd be, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself. This is you know, 10 years ago. Uh, but I was, you know, I was down in the pit doing oil changes and I'd get splattered on. The only way to get out of the pit was to learn how to sell products, right? So if you go to like mm -hmm. a quick, quick oil change place, you guys might have like a, a lube stop or take five or something like that on the East coast or Jiffy Lube on the West coast. And I was a guy down in the pit, but I'd listen. And the guys up top were the ones that would make a little bit more money, like an extra dollar an hour or some bullshit. If you learned how to sell, but you didn't have to be down in the pit getting oil stained. So I was like, all right, I got to figure it out. So I'd listen to what they're doing. And I'm like, dude, these guys fucking suck. So I'd say, hey, I told my, I remember telling my boss, hey, give me an opportunity. And I turned the number 32 store in the whole, in the whole franchise, to the number one store within a month. And we were the smallest store. We only had two bays. Everybody else had three, three rows where they could put three cars in at a time. We outsold every other company because I put a process in place, a sales process, not only that I can do, but the entire staff can do. 
so that was kind of where I, I kind of learned to cut my teeth in the sales and, and, and I always say merchandising, right? In HVAC, we do merchandising. We're selling air scrubbers and hard star kits and, and, and stuff like that. We're just trying to, we're, sell, we're selling products. And I got really good at, at how to put a process in a place that worked and sell products. So, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, I get into this new industry. I had a buddy of mine and me and him were doing construction together. And I still remember we were doing stack stones, like the, the, the pavers you put on the side of your house and shit for decorative. And I don't know if you guys have ever done that before, but, you know, in the middle of summer, probably 80, 80, 90 degrees outside, I'm doing stack stone, getting dust blasted in my face. You know, I go home at night coughing and stuff. And, you know, I just had my little daughter was just born. And I'm like, man, there's got to be something better. But my buddy was working with me and he's like, hey, I'm going to go. I, I saw this Craigslist ad. I'm going to go apply at this company and they're going to teach me how to do HVAC. They're going to give me a truck. They're going to pay me this much a, a year, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like some bullshit. And I remember he went there. I never saw him. I didn't see him again for like six months. And I invited him over to my Super Bowl party. He's at my Super Bowl party. And I'm like, man, how's that job going? He's like, dude, it's going great. And he and I'm like, he's like, he shows me his pay stub. He's like, you won't believe how much money they're paying me. He shows me his pay stub. I'm like, holy shit. And at this point, like, you know, 80 grand a year was a lot to me. Like, I was like, holy crap, man, that's a lot of money. And I was like, get me an opportunity. So I applied there. You know, I went through their hiring process where they they didn't even want to bring me in. They wanted to make me an installer. I had to beg them to make me a service tech. Uh, so they made me a service tech. And, you know, that the rest is kind of written. I, I saw the pay plan the first day, told, told my wife, I said, hey, look, you're never going to have to work another day in your life unless you want to. And that's been true ever since. So, you know, I cut my teeth as a service technician, uh, worked my way up uh, to becoming the top, you know, with uh, Airtime 500. I was the number one selling tech in the country, uh, you know, multiple times. I won that. Then I got recruited uh, to go work at another company, a local competitor. And that's where I got to cut my teeth a little bit on the on the operation side and business side. So I got to kind of see what they do day in and day out because uh, I was in more of a at that point, I was a service manager, the sales manager and kind of helping with the general managing. And also I was out running sales calls. So I would be there at seven o'clock in the morning. I'd run the service meeting. As soon as the service meeting's over, I'd run the sales meeting from there. I'd go work with dispatch, making sure everybody is dispatched the right way. And then by about eleven o'clock, I'd go hit the field and go run calls till about 10, 11 o'clock at night. And, and I'm, that's where I cut my teeth on how to just be a, a dog as a salesman. Cause I went from a company called service champions where the customers loved us to a company where they fucking did not like us, didn't want us in the house like, or they were, they found us at Lowe's. They went to go buy a fucking light bulb. And all of a sudden some guys chasing them down for an HVAC estimate and I'm in their house an hour later. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a total, total different customer. And I had to learn how to adapt and adjust. And, and that's where I kind of learned a lot of the stuff that I, that I do now. And a lot of the stuff that I teach. Uh, and then about nine months there, I, I had enough. The guy fucked with my brother. You know, he wasn't paying him right. Uh, he wasn't making any money. And we had this conversation. We came up with that idea. You know, five days later, had an entrepreneurial seizure, quit my job where I was making a shit ton of money. You know, I was making almost half a million dollars a year selling air conditioning. And I quit my job. And all of a sudden, I have a business. I had no business license. I had no contractor's license. I had no insurance. I had nothing. I didn't know. I was like, fuck, I got to start selling shit. And day one started selling, you know, I, I texted everybody that I had every phone number I had in my phone that I ever texted before I texted, Hey, I started an HVAC business and boom, all of a sudden someone's like, Hey, I got my AC's not working or this guy. I think it was a guy in my fantasy football group was the first person to say, Hey, I got my AC ain't working. And I went out there and, you know, I'm out there and when you go with the first time you ever run your own call in your own business, it's fucking really weird. Especially when you're in a business that doesn't, I don't even have installers yet. I don't got shit. Like I'm going to have to figure this out. But I went out there and I'm like, I got to sell this unit. And I sold it. It was like maybe eight, eight grand or some shit. I, I gave it away, sold it cheap because I don't have any overhead. I just wanted to sell something. As soon as I sold that, I was like, okay, it's go time. And so I turned it on. 
within our first four months, we did over a million dollars in revenue. Um, and we were working out of a box truck in a parking lot. And, you know, within, I think within like three months, we finally got out of that pizza shop parking lot, got us a warehouse and the warehouse we thought was massive. It was like probably a thousand square feet, but to us, it felt huge. Like we like, we'll, we'll never fit, we'll never fit in this thing. We'll never outgrow this one. Right. Um, and that was in, you know, that was in 2000 and 2018, 2018, a couple months into business, we got that building. And I remember in the, in the room, all we had was a TV. Uh, and a lazy boy couch, a PlayStation four or something like that. PlayStation five. I don't know what, I think it was PlayStation four and we play NBA 2k all the time. That's all we did all day. And we wait for the phones to ring. Right. And when you first start out, you don't got money for marketing. So we were doing a lot of guerrilla marketing things. Like my buddy had the pizza shop. So we were putting flyers on his pizza shop boxes. Every box you, you buy pizza, you get a fucking coupon for a tune up or we do mailers or, you know, I got taken advantage of by a lot of marketing agencies as you guys start out and you guys probably know uh, most marketing companies are like vultures, right? They're just circling, circling ahead. And and most of them mm-hmm. don't have your best interest in heart. They, they just want your money. And, you know, I went through it. I went through like six marketing agencies in my first year in business. And that really fucks up your business, right? If you don't have a good foundation on marketing, <laughs> you start out, you know, rival digital, you know what I'm saying? If you don't got a, if you don't if you don't got a good marketing company to start out and you don't got someone that's got your back and, and setting up your Google my business like I didn't even have like LSA until year two and a half years into business. I wasn't yeah. doing any Google marketing for about two and a half years into business. I was only focusing on Yelp because that's where I was getting leads. I, I'd get leads for cheap on there. Mm-hmm. And I just focused and kept feeding Yelp not knowing that Google's king, right? Like mm-hmm. I know now. But yeah, so that was, that definitely was a handicap on my business and, you know, taking advantage of a lot of stuff like that, but also, you know, growing fast. Like I went from day one, I had four, I got four employees when hired, I had my brother, uh, a guy named Martin, a guy named Ian, and then uh, I can't remember the other guy. There's, there's four of us day one. So I already had overhead day one and I had to start selling and selling it. And within like a month and within three months, we had done over a million dollars. I had 10 employees. I still didn't have a contractor's license and had, and I'm like, fuck, I got, I'm just growing. So year full year, first full year in business, uh, we went from nothing to over $5 million in revenue. It was well, 4.97 million or something like that year one. Uh, so we grew really fast, but at this point I'm still have no idea on the business end what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know how to run a budget. I don't know how to run in numbers. All I know how to do is sell shit and then hope and pray that the paycheck showed up on Friday. Like we had enough money to clear paychecks. Right. Mm-hmm. And when, and when you first start out a lot of business, a lot of uh, distributors and stuff like that, they don't want to give you lines of credit. They don't want to help you at all. Especially if you don't have a contractor's license, you can't even buy equipment. So I had to buy equipment out of, through my buddy's account. So he's taxing me on top of it. So I'm paying his pricing, getting taxed on top of it. And I remember him coming to me one day and he's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're buying more equipment than I'm buying. And I have my license and I have a real, I have a real business. How are you buying more equipment than me? And uh, so, you know, obviously and finally, you know, about four months into business, I got my contractor's license, got legit. Uh, and then we just kept from day from there on, like, man, I knew day one that I wanted to have one of the biggest companies in the country. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what it was going to take to do it. I didn't know the amount of stress and bullshit and, and, and tears and blood, sweat and tears. that was going to go into making it happen, mm-hmm. but I knew what I wanted. I had a clear vision that I'm going to have the best home service company in the fucking country, bar none, period. And it took, you know, it's taken some time to where like now I'm like, it's starting to come into fruition. Like, you know, we just hit, we're about to hit year four uh, in, in about 30 days, we're going to hit year four in business. And to think now that in, in within that short period of time, we've already done over $40 million in revenue. We've been over in the tens of thousands of homes. We have 
thousands and thousands of five-star reviews on Google, thousands of thousands of or thousands of five-star reviews online. Um, and yeah, I got employees that are making three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year. It, it's just like stuff like that. Like you think it's gonna happen, and then all of a sudden, it you you wake up one day and it's there because you just fucking did the work, did the work, did the work. And don't think that you know anybody that's successful. Like there's me, there's Ishmael that grew fast. Those guys, you know, Ishmael will like to say everything's all fucking rainbows and cupcakes. It ain't, dude. I, there was lots of days I was I was crying. I thought I was going bankrupt. I, I thought I was going to make a payroll. I had to start a bunch of side hustles to be able to pay the bills half the time. So there's a lot of stuff and trials and tribulations you go through along the way, especially growing that fast. And uh, so that's where I'm at today, man. So I'm, I'm we're, we're, like I said, about to hit year four in business. Scaled really fast through my company, Absolute Airflow. Um, and along the way, I created a couple other businesses, uh, you know, with Service Hero Academy. Uh, we, we've created a one-of-a-kind uh, training app for your technicians. So if you're a business owner and you want your technicians to have high-level sales communication skills, uh, technical skills, stuff like that, they have the app that's available. So we created that and launched it last November. Uh, we scaled that. We have 1,500 users on that now um, on the app. And then also I have Service Rocket. So I throw, you know, I throw big events. Um, obviously, we have the big one coming up in October. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also doing investing now. So me and my partner, Bill Pulte, uh, we're going and finding, we're finding business owners that are, that are great people. They want to work hard and they want to make a lot of fucking money. And so they, maybe they have a business, they have no direction. They don't know how to get where they want to go. We partner, take a minority stake in that business. And then we grow that business, help them grow that business. And we got about 14 of those now where those, those owners are now making double, triple, quadruple the amount of money they've ever made in their lives. And that's that's kind of where you know my passion is. I got my passions in absolute service rocket, and then obviously my acquisitions and partnerships. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's incredible. And you know, there's a lot of contractors out there who they they don't even have a single process in place, and they don't have any type of organizational skills. They don't have anyone answering the phones. They're answering the phone up in an attic. They're you know running calls at one in the morning. Um, how do, how important do you think that like having the processes and the training and the people and the profit in place, like how important is that in such a quick growth mode? It's, it's not, it's not optional. It's not, you can't just not have it. Keep in mind, I grew really fast without a lot of process in place. I had like kind of processes. I kind of had a way I answered phones. I kind of had a way we ran calls. I kind of had a way we installed things. I kind of had a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what got me in trouble. You have a kind of a lot of shit, but all of it's all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the things I've done since pretty much since last October, so, you know, 2021, is it, are we in 2022 or 21 now? 2022. <laughs> I thought, Time moves I, quick. 2021 was was a bad year for me. I made a bad acquisition. Uh, I grew really fast. I had over 100 and something employees. We had no processes in place. Uh, we were running calls. We were losing money out of our ass. And, mm -hmm. and I didn't even know it because I didn't know the numbers. And then going into June, June or July last year, it all hit me. Like my accountant came to me one day and said, hey, Vic, uh, we're, we, we got like two weeks so we're out of money. We, we aren't going to keep you. We can't keep paying for this. We, we're, we're out of money. We ain't going to be able to get no more money. So you got to do something now. And this is July. And I, I ended up having a layoff over 50 employees. I had to, you know, sell off trucks. I had to do all kinds of shit to, to keep my business alive. Right. And I said, okay, from that day forward, I'm never going to fucking allow this to happen again. I'm never going to lay off another fucking employee. I never want to do that again. You, these you promise these guys, you tell them you're going to take care of them. You give them a place to work. And also you got to lay them off because you didn't do your job. 
that shit don't work for me. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I made it, I made a decision. I'll never have to lay anybody off again. I'm going to put some processes in place. I'm going to get this shit dialed in. I'm going to learn my numbers and I'm going to figure out a way to start making money. And so that was, you know, took me a little bit of time. I, and, and one of the biggest mistakes I've made, it was a death by a million cuts. Right. And instead of just cutting everybody at once and saying, boom, let's do it. I started, I cut 10 people, then another five people. So then I became the executioner. So nobody mm-hmm. feels com- nobody felt comfortable in their job. They didn't know if they were going to get fired that day, which was one of the worst decisions I made. I said I should have just pulled the bandaid off. I already knew who I wanted gone. I already knew where I can cut fat because we went through the organizational chart. And we said, okay, where can we cut, right? Mm-hmm. And so we we cut it little by little by little, and that was a bad decision. Uh, but when I finally got there, I said, you know, I had to, I had to re- realign my team and say, look, we're done cutting people. I promise you today, this is what we're going to do. If you fucking ride with me, you trust me. I'm going to make sure you guys have a fucking great life for you and your family. And I'll make sure you'll never have to worry about work again. And, and the guys that did ride with me, you know, the guys that might listen to this, thank you guys so much. Like without, without your employees, you're nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. So we got that figured out, got the numbers dialed in. Uh, one of the biggest things that we implemented in our business was switching. We got rid of Service Titan. Service Titan was fucking robbing me blind. They're they're the worst customer service I ever had. It was a nightmare, and I hated it. Like it was, it wasn't good. It, it's not built for contractors to make money. It's built for Service Titan to make money. Okay, and I don't care what anybody says. If you if you're on it, you're you're losing money. So I switched. I switched. I switched to Sarah in October October 2021. Ever since then, I've never lost another fucking penny again. All I've did was make a shit ton of money. Uh, so now, you know, my main focus of my business is, is how do we run as lean as possible with the best trained guys, with the best processes to make the, the most amount of money. So I went from a business last year losing a million, almost a million dollars last year to we've already made over a million and a half through the first first half of this year. We're probably going to finish the year around three and a half, four million dollars in, in EBITDA on the same business with half the amount of employees. So from 100 to about 50, 55 employees or something like that now, we are doing higher revenue numbers, higher profit numbers, and a happier environment to work in. So uh, it's been a big turnaround on that. So if you guys don't have process in your business, that's what we do at Service Rocket. Uh, we will write SOPs for you. We got call scripts. We got uh, sales processes, uh, estimate processes, management processes, like every positional agreement you can think of, we have it in place for you and we can customize it for your business. So that's kind of like that. That's where I got my passion for helping businesses because I fucking learned the hard way. And now I'm like, my fucking mission in life is to make sure nobody has to feel the way I did. I literally had to go to my wife and tell her that we're going to have to file bankruptcy. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever had to do that, but that's, that, that was my reality. And, and I literally, that night I sat there and I said, how can I fix this? And I sat up all night and I said, this is how I'm going to fix it. I'm going to put my fucking nose to the ground and figure it out. You know, if I fail, I fail, but I think I could be able to fix it. And that's what I do now. So I just try to help people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. And like you said, like when, when you start growing and hiring people, and that's something that I've even experienced here, you know, I was flying solo for a little bit and then we started growing and hiring people. Then you got to take the knowledge that you've got up in your noggin and transfer that somehow to someone else. Cause you know, without you just got tribal knowledge. If you don't have processes, you got everyone who knows what they do. And if for some reason they're not here anymore, now the process is gone. And so I think it's critical to be, Documenting yeah. that stuff, having it in place. I'm an. I was a nightmare. I'm still kind of a nightmare too, because like I, I think that everybody thinks the way that I do, and that's one of my, you know, one of my flaws is that like I, I just think that everybody thinks the way I do, and I'm like, they're like, Vic, we, no, we're not. A, we, you got to tell us what you want. So I'm, I'm trying to get better at that, verbalizing what I want, uh, because you know a lot of people they don't, your employees don't think the way you do. They never will. That's why their employees they're not, they're they're not the owner. So if you're an owner and you think that your employees know and you get mad all the time, you find yourself frustrated, angry, 
the only reason you're angry is because you haven't put the process in place. And I have to, I have to eat my own words sometimes. Cause I'm like, I'm motherfucking people. And I'm like, wait, I'm the motherfucker. I didn't do any of that. It's my fault. And I have to go back and apologize to that. And then I'm trying to clean up the mess. So in every day is every day, something different. There's always going to be something that comes up in these businesses. Your processes will never be perfect. I don't care who you are. Nothing's perfect. There's always way to, to improve it. But if you don't start now, you're never going to have any process. You're just going to continue to be angry. Your employees are going to continue to be miserable. Your business is going to continue to fail. Yeah. How important do you think it is to focus on bottom line profits over top line revenue? Sorry, one seven. Top line revenue does not matter. It's a vanity, right? You know, yeah. what's that profit or uh, revenue is vanity, profits are sanity, right? And and the sooner you realize that, the better you'll be. Because I was I was chasing the revenue number. I figured the more I sold, everything else will figure itself out, right? Well, if I was selling a million dollars at a 35% gross profit, there's not much money left over. Like it doesn't matter if I sell that because I have to that money has to go somewhere. So like now. You know, I, I want my nickname to be the gross profit king. Like all you fuck about is my gross profit and my goal. I want to hit 65% gross profit every single month. And people told me I'm crazy, but when I go look at my P and L's and I'm hitting 57, 60% consistently, I want my goals to be at 65% gross profit. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know what gross profit is, obviously that's after your sale, after all your cost of goods, materials, labor, all that stuff that goes into it, uh, financing, you take all that, whatever the percentage of that leftover is your gross profit. Your gross profit is all the money that you have. That's your profit you have to go pay for all your bills, your trucks, and everything else. And your goal by the end of that, you gotta have you want to have about 20% of that left. So you run at a 65% gross profit and you want a 25% net. You subtract that, you got 40% left of that money to go spend however you please to get your business growing. And and if you're down, if you run your business at a 35%, 45%. And all of a sudden you want to make a 20% profit. You got to run your whole business off of 20% of what you bring in. And mm -hmm. it's realistically, that's not possible. So yeah. not, not knowing your numbers and not knowing it is, is going to be critical, but profits are the only thing that you should care about. That's the only reason we go to business. The only reason I wake up every day It's the only reason that I'm in business is to make money. And mm -hmm. a lot of people think profits, a dirty word, profits, a core value. Okay. Core value of our, of my business, literally the first, our number one core value is profit because without profit, I can't provide jobs. I can't provide, you know, I can't provide work. I can't take care of my customers. I can't warranty and guarantee anything because I don't have enough mm -hmm. money to be around. A lot of that stuff goes into place. And if you were, if you think profit's a dirty word, you probably shouldn't be a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, it's funny that that's like somehow, I'm not sure when that happened, but like over the course of time, it's like profits become a bad word. And it, it doesn't make any sense because everyone you go into business. Yeah. You go into business cause you want to help, you know, homeowners, but like you don't go into business to not make money. No. And it's same thing with you. Like you don't go, you're not doing marketing. You're not doing all this stuff to not make any money. Right. Why would you yeah. show up every day? This isn't a, this is a capitalist country, brother. The same type of yeah. communism. Like not everybody's yeah, exactly. equal. I'm a, I'm a, if I'm going to work harder, I'm going to put, I'm going to risk more. I need to make more money. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised how many businesses now I'm, you know, I'm going through and looking at partnerships and auditing these companies, auditing their numbers. And I, and I look at it and you, they think they're making money. You're like, bro, you, you're losing money. You know, I, I got this one acquisition, the guy, he hired a broker and I'm like, dude, I had to ask the broker. I said, Hey, have you ever, have you ever brokered one of these deals before? And he's like, well, no. He's like, why? I'm like, well, you're, you're going to be dealing with a lot of high level people that are going to look at these numbers that you're sending over. They're going to call you a fraud because these numbers are not correct. He's like, what do you mean? And I started breaking down the P and L and he's like, holy shit. 
was like, yeah, bro, you're trying to sell a business and try to state you're stating you're incorrectly stating profitability. So if I buy this business with incorrect state profitability, what happens? And the guy started shitting himself, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm like, yeah, dude, like, come on, you're not dealing with, you know, I think that a lot of people don't realize that the, the, key, the people that are coming to this industry now are smarter, right? Mm -hmm. The private equity guys are not dumb. So if you're trying to hide stuff, you're trying to do stuff wrong, you're going to get caught. And, and at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're not, you're not doing yourself a service anyways. You got to make money and you got to pay yourself. If you don't pay yourself, stop what you're doing today. Figure out the numbers, figure out what you have to charge to start paying yourself. There are so many guys that pay themselves nothing, fucking nothing. I promise you. And it's, it sucks. And it's, it's, it's really hard. And they think they're doing the right thing to the customer, but at some point, you got to do the right thing to yourself and you got to make money. You got to take care of your family and you, you can't be stressed out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a Facebook post last night, not in a group or anything, just one of my friends from back home. And he was like, man, I'm always chasing checks and I got to pay myself last. And I don't, you know, I'm not getting any money. And I'm like, bro, you've got to start getting some money up front. Like doesn't have to be the whole thing, but like he's doing roof replacements and he's doing it all at the end. And I'm like, bro, you're going to be chasing checks the rest of your life. You know, start getting some money. Well, you got to either get that or get a get an account with your with your vendors or whatever. You know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, because you shouldn't want you don't want that liability, right? Yeah. Like in HVAC, we have credit lines, stuff like that, with you know, Goodman or whatever vendors we have to be able to they float the cash for us. And if your vendors aren't willing to do that, you go find new vendors that are going to help you float that money. You should never mm -hmm. be paying out of pocket on your stuff. And if you are, you're making a big mistake because, like for me, if I paid cash for every every job that we did and I waited on the money. We're talking backing up two, three, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a week. No, you don't. You can't float that. Even if you're a big company, you can't float that. Because if yeah. I'm doing ten installs a day and that that material cost is you know a hundred thousand dollars a day almost or whatever it is, you know probably fifty thousand dollars a day, and all of a sudden I get I do three days in a row of, of that much. That's one hundred fifty thousand. Most financing companies take thirty to 30, you know uh, two to three days to pay you after the job's done. So if it took you two days to do the job, another three days. That's five days floating. You could be floating five days of of, of materials very quickly and you're going to find yourself with no cash flow to pay your employees. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned when you were getting started off, you kind of got, you kind of got screwed by various parties for marketing, other stuff like that. What, what was some of the red flags, if you will, that had presented themselves at the time that you didn't notice that you would, would notice well, now? Well, just, you know, I don't care who you are and, you know, I don't care what marketing company it is, whoever you're going to use, ask for references and tell those references first, right? Make sure that they specialize in the trade that you're doing. If they've never marketed HVAC before, it's a total different beast than marketing fucking windows and doors, okay? It's a seasonal thing where you got to put the right offers, you got to do that stuff. If you have a marketing company where they're asking you what kind of ad to run, run away. They should be coming to you and say, hey, this is the kind of ad we're going to run. This is what's been successful in this market, this market, this market. If they can't do that, don't do business with them. Um, just stuff like that, that I, I didn't real I didn't realize if, if a company says that they're going to own your website, run away. If you don't own your own website, do not do business with them. Cause what's going to happen is they're going to trap you. And if you can't get, then they're all of a sudden they try to get out and they're going to say, Nope, we're keeping your website. Well, now you're all your marketing, everything that you've done over those, you know, year is now wasted. So make sure you, you watch that stuff. So don't ever let a marketing company own your stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, don't also don't make sure that the marketing company is not too big. Okay. The company there's, there's some, there's some big names in our space that are way too big for their britches. 
they don't have time for you. If you're a small guy starting out, go for a boutique guy. Go for a guy that's a specialty guy. That's what he specializes in. He has time for that hands-on because that's what you really need to grow. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you go to these big marketing agencies, they don't have the capacity to take care of it. And guess who they're going to take care of? They're going to take care of the whale, right? They're going to take yeah. care of the big guy. They take care of me because I'm I'm relentless. I'm a relentless motherfucker to my marketing company. You don't, you know, I love my marketing agencies I use. I feel bad for them because I don't stop every day. I'm like, hey, well, what's my number today? Where's this? Hey, how come we're not doing this? Where's this? Where's this? Where's this? I'm on top of marketing like flies on shit. Okay, mm-hmm. I got I got I do my marketing ROI report every single day, and my my staff has to have it to me by 5 p.m. that day. And I'm gonna ask my marketing company, what the fuck did you do today? Yeah. And and if you guys aren't relentless to it and relentless to the numbers, it's your fault half the time. Like if you go for a, a extended period of time, you're not watching it, and all of a sudden you're burning your money. And I've been there. I've burned forty thousand dollars in fucking four days because they put an ad word in there for Curacao, which is like a fucking clothing company, I guess. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I got Google clicks for fucking Curacao. My phones are ringing. It keeps. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Where is this coming from? Well, I find out that they had this. this they put this this ad word in there, and that all of a sudden it charged me forty thousand dollars in a fucking week. Mm. And I I can't get that money back. It's fucking gone. Yeah. So stuff like that. Just make sure you're no matter who you're using vet them make sure they have they've, they've done your industry before they've done what you're trying to do they actually have good ad copies and good stuff that's going to work for you and then also you just hold them accountable you have to watch that they work for you i'm you know you probably don't want to hear this but they work for you man and the guys that i yeah. found that are most the guys that are the most successful in this industry are relentless to their numbers are relentless to that roi relentless to that marketing making sure they are doing the stuff the right way like well, you, yeah. what if you have a you have a marketing company that doesn't know your your state all of a sudden, they're marketing fucking furnace tune-ups, and it's ninety degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? And you're not—you didn't check it. You're thinking they know what they do, what they're doing, but it's ninety degrees out. Just because it's October, California in October is ninety degrees. Yeah. <laughs> then they're with them, yep. like, "What are you doing?" Now, you know, as, as a marketing agency, my my favorite type of clients are the ones that that get that with numbers because they're the ones that like we've got a client and we were looking at numbers for June, and he was like, "We did thirty-one thousand." just from local seo let's bump it up let's do like as a marketing agency i love it when they know their numbers because when they see the numbers versus the investment they're like all right let's do more let's let's crank it up a notch let's let's get it popping and so that's like for us like that's our ideal type of client is the one that knows the numbers is on top of it versus the one that just kind of sits on their hands for you know half a year until they finally open up an email with a report on it um yeah. yeah for me like for me if i'm getting if i'm getting if i see an roi on something i'm like fucking i'd like that baby that's throwing wind money out the window that's me i'm like mm-hmm. take some more motherfucker let's go because i yeah. know i know that for my company we have an average of every call i go out there we average 2700 okay i don't care if it's an estimate a fucking tune up or whatever that our average call our average our revenue divided by the amount of calls we ran is 2700 per call okay well if i'm paying 300 for a lead i'm printing money at that point right but if you don't know that number, what if your average per call is fucking five hundred dollars and your cost your cost per lead three hundred fifty bucks, and then you got to pay for the technician time and all that other stuff, and you're in the red. Mm-hmm. So, so it's also you can have great marketing, but if you have shitty processes and shitty salespeople, that marketing doesn't matter. Nothing's the marketing ain't gonna save you. Mm-hmm. I can give. I remember because I used to own a marketing agency, and 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 one of the biggest things was like. Oh, these leads suck. And I'm like, the leads don't suck. You fucking suck. Okay. You got to get better at closing the leads. You got to know your processes. And and that's why I started doing the training because I realized mm-hmm. how bad people were at sales. And then I fixed it. I was like, okay, well, how can I fix the sales part? Now we're going to, I'm going to send you leads. I'm going to show you how to sell them. 
If you can't do them, that's something wrong because I have I have one company, like you know, your marketing agency. I got one company that's just crushing it on these leads, and I got another company that is shit in the bed. Mm-hmm. What do you think's the difference? You think it's the leads, or you think it's the or you think it's the employees in the in the company? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's so true, and like we've talked about on the podcast before, like your marketing and your operations need to lean on each other and work well together, and vice versa, because you know you can get you can have the phone ringing off the hook, but if your CSRs are sitting there looking at fucking TikTok. And they're what letting it ring four or five times before they pick up the phone. They answer the phone. They you know they just sound like shit. They don't care. It's like what's like it's like it's like PPC, right? PPC does not work. It does listen, listen. If you don't answer your phone right away, PPC doesn't work. You're gonna burn your money because those Mm -hmm. people are going through. They want like if you have an answering service that takes three to five minutes to answer the phone, that Mm -hmm. that leads gone. You're just lighting your money on fire. So a lot of people are real scared to hire a call center or do all this stuff. But it's like you, if you actually ran the numbers, the amount of money you lost on marketing, you could pay for probably a whole fucking staff of fucking call center reps. That's how much, how, how many leads you guys are losing and how much opportunity you're losing. That's just on the cost per lead, not including yeah. the, L, the LTV of that client. What's the lifetime value of that client? Total lifetime or, yeah, LTV of that client. What is it? Okay. That's a fuck ton of money. I just lost a million dollars because I didn't answer a hundred calls the right way. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's huge. So, so you started, uh, you know, doing, you did the marketing agency thing, but then you started doing more training stuff. How, how has that kind of evolved and grown over the past, say six months? So, you know, I came up with the idea. I remember I was, I was sitting on the toilet. Like I have most of my great ideas come to me when I'm taking a shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was sitting on my toilet and I got out and I, it was like a Saturday morning. I, I went to my wife. I was like, Hey, what you, I'm going to make a post today and see if anybody would want to come to one of my sales trainings. And I, you know, I, I run a Facebook group, so there's a good amount of people there that follow me. And I had a lot of people, a lot of people at that point didn't know, you know, what I did, didn't want to believe me. Some people just bought tickets just to come and see if I was bullshitting or not. And to be quite frank. And so I made a post and within like 30 minutes, I sold out the class and we had our first training class out here in, in California and we still do them. Uh, we had our first training class and people were like, Holy shit. Like there's a whole nother level to sales. Like mm-hmm. you got to remember my background as being one of the top sales guys in the country. I was in a room full of fucking dog salesmen. We were spitting ideas off each other. Some of the stuff that we say in the house, you're like, how the fuck did you come up with that? Holy shit. Like I just like, I do a, I do a weekly, I do a weekly zoom training. It's like three ninety five a month. Every Wednesday I do two hours of training and I just mm-hmm. dropped nuggets in there. And I got about, I think we have about 70 people that show up every week now. And the guys that mm-hmm. show up, they're like, holy shit. And they go take one little nugget, one little nugget, one little nugget. And all of a sudden they start making a shit ton more money. So that's kind of what my goal is with this training. I, 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 I know, I know everything from the service sales side, the service turnover side, the sales process, the no charge estimates process, the, how do we, how do I go in as a comfort advisor going running behind technicians? How do I inspect heat exchangers? How do I explain heat exchangers? How do I explain every single part? So I specialize in all of it. I can teach anything A to Z on, on HVAC sales and, and service. And so that they started snowballing from there. We started selling out class after class after class. And then another, it was another Saturday. I was taking another shit. And um, I came up with the idea of creating an app and having mm-hmm. app based training. So I, te- I texted like 50 people. I'm like, Hey, if I put all my, if I took everything in my brain and I put it into an app, would you buy it? They're like, dude, that's fucking genius. So I said, okay, cool. So I mean, my partner, I told my partner I wanted to do, we hired an app agency and then we started shooting videos. So me, my brother and our camera guy, Craig, we spent, you know, nine months shooting videos and coming up with content, whether it be repairs, uh, EPA tests, uh, service tied training, uh, sales training, uh, 
whatever it was, we created all these videos inside this thing. We put it all into one app. And now that's called the Service Hero Academy app. You can get it on uh, Apple or or whatever the other cricket wireless shit is. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Android, I think. Yeah, yeah Android. Android. Yeah. If, you don't, Android. if you don't got Apple, it's on Apple and Android. I don't really. I if you don't talking. got Apple, we don't want you on the app. <laughs> I've, I've never owned an Android. I have no <laughs> idea what the, I didn't even know what it's called. But it's on, it's on, the, it's on the, Apple, the Apple store. And then I think it's the Android Play Store or some shit like that. But it, it's been fantastic. The people that have bought it, it's, it's changed their business, right? It's changed the way mm-hmm. they do business. So they're making more money. And so that's been a really, that's like a, that was a passion project for us. And, and the passion's come to light. And now we have, like I said, we have like 1500 users on that app now, uh, something like that. So it's been pretty badass to, to kind of see the, the, the return, the re- not just, obviously we make money on it because I don't run a business and I'll make money. But mm-hmm. the main thing is like, dude, people are texting me day and night. Like, dude, you changed my business. You changed my life. I'm making more money I've ever made in my life. And that's the kind of stuff that really drives me. That's what's like, at this point, I'm, I, I have so much, I'm 33, I have so much farther to go. But my big thing from here going forward is just period legacy. Like yeah. I want to go down as one of the greatest to ever do this shit. And that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. And, and so how much does it cost to get the app and, and have a membership on it? So we made it simple. If you're, say you're a technician, you're not a, you're not a business. You want to buy it 500 bucks. You could have lifetime access. Okay. So $500 lifetime access. Uh, if you are a business, it depends on the size of your business. It starts from like $2,500 a year. Uh, all the way up to $12,000 a year, depending on the size of the business. Cause obviously mm-hmm. there's more work on the back end as far as account managers and stuff like that. We have to deal with, you know, giving people access and all that stuff. Uh, but we, we change it where it's either, it's like, I think it starts at like $2,500 a year for like under five, under five company people in your company. And then it goes up to about $12,000 a year for unlimited. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's been a game changer, man. Like I said, if anybody hasn't signed up for it, like it's, it's well, the best part is, it's a write-off, so you don't have to pay anything more to buy it in. But mm-hmm. uh, if if uh, but also, like I said, the main thing is education. How do I get a technician up to speed faster? How do I create a sales process that's going to generate more money? If I could double your average ticket, how much? How quickly would you pay off that app? It'd be very fast. This is a high this is a high ticket industry. Yeah. If I can get your guy from selling eight thousand dollars systems to twelve thousand dollars systems, sixteen thousand dollars systems consistently, you pay. Most people pay for the app within the first week. Uh, and it's for itself and after that it's just you have access for life so yeah that's what i'm thinking like we know we do have some technicians that listen to this uh it's mostly business owners obviously though but just like think about the cost benefit analysis of that investment you know even if it's 500 bucks if you're a technician it's 500 bucks think about how much more money you can make what's that 500 bucks if you're making you know extra 50 60k a year it's yeah, it's, 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 you know, there's, there's a lot of sales training out there, but there's no industry specific stuff like what I do. I'm teaching stuff that you can use that has been used. that has been proven. Like I said, everything that's in the app is what I use for my business. And I took it from zero to 40 fucking million in four years. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, we did two and a half or $2.2 million last month with only fucking 10 service techs and, and wow. five sales guys. I don't have a, I don't have a huge team. I got a fucking money making machine and those guys know how to follow the process and if you guys get your company, average company runs about a $900 per call average. If you can get up to close to where I'm at, $2,700, even at $2,000 per call, that's a lot of fucking money. And that's what's happening with guys that follow the process within the app. Is, is it literally, I give them step-by-step how to not only create more revenue, but also create raving fans for your business. So if you look at my business, I have more five-star reviews than almost everybody in my market, and I'm newer than everybody in my market. Mm-hmm. So we, we create, it creates a, it's a service process. It's, it creates a lifelong business customer that people want to do business with you. I'm not there smashing, grabbing, lying, stealing, cheating. 
I'm teaching them a process to educate a customer, get them involved, ask for the sale and get it. And also be able to explain to a customer why they should pay more money, why they should go with us. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, all of a sudden those customers are happy customers. I have people leaving my company five-star reviews after selling them $20,000, $29,000 systems. Okay. They're literally leaving us reviews before we even install it because they're so impressed from how my service techs operated, my sales techs operated, how my call center operated. And then all of a sudden, before my installers even get there, they're leaving us reviews. And then they give us another one afterwards. So wow. the processes are dialed in. Yeah, that's incredible. So let's chat about about the uh, the growth summit coming up. I know that's going to be going to be a pretty big event. Let's, let's go ahead and dig into that a little bit. So, yeah, man, um, one of the big things for me is and what I want another part of what I want for my legacy is to make this industry sexy. If that makes sense. Like I want to make it fun. It's a, it's, it's a super old school industry. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have been doing it for a long time. There's bored. It's not exciting. Well, how do we make it exciting? How do we start getting youth into the industry? Right. How do we get more people like me and more technicians and sales guys and people that want to be part of it? How do we get more investors into it? Well, mm-hmm. we make it sexy. Right. And that's what, that's what my events are about. My events are, we throw it every October for a reason. So you have you make your money all summer. You work your ass off. Come October, you need a break. So mm. we come, we give you guys a red carpet treatment. Treatment. It's going to be October twentieth through twenty second at Resort World. You're going to fly into Resort World. From the second you get there, you're going to be like, oh shit, this is not your dad's trade show. This isn't your boring conference. It's going to be. We're going to have live entertainment. We're going to have like big ass after parties. We have a welcome party that's going to be have like live band playing overlooking the entire strip of Vegas. I I guess fucking dope. Uh, that the event, I have some of the best owners, operators, salesmen, motivators, trainers in the world. Uh, so, I mean, I got, let's see, I got Tommy Mello is going to be there. Brad Lee, who's uh, who owns Closer School. I got Ryan Stuman, who runs Apex, which is one of the largest training organizations, motivational companies in the country. Uh, I got Joe Montana, Ed Milet, uh, Wyatt Hempworth, Ishmael Valdez, uh, Dan Antonelli, me. There's a, I don't even know the whole list. There's a whole, there's a like whole plethora of people that are going to come. I got a women's panel. I also have a room that's going to be separate just for sales training. So if you're a technician that wants to come, I got Joe Crisera is going to be in there. Jason Walker, myself, and a couple other really high level sales trainers are going to be there teaching your staff how to sell better. And then you could bring your staff for that part and you could be over in the business operations, motivational side uh, and do all that. So it's, it's going to be pretty badass. And then after hours parties, I rented out like, uh, if you're part of the party pass or the VIP, you get access to the after parties, which is good. I rented out an entire nightclub for one night. And the second night, I rented out a um, uh, like the whole cabana area with a lot of the big stage. So we're going to have live performers on there. If I sell it out early, I'm trying to get Rick Ross to come perform, like I was telling you earlier. Yeah. Like that, that, I keep saying it because I'm going to make it happen. So I'm trying to get fucking Rick Ross to come perform the last night. But yeah, it's just going to be badass. That would be huge. Rick Ross would be, would be really cool. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean, that sounds, that sounds cool. I mean, I, we go to a lot of trade shows, um, obviously, cause it's a, it's a great way for, you know, for us, for branding and networking and such, but, um, you kind of get the same experience at most of them. Like you go to a lot, it's the same thing over and over again, same old boring breakout sessions, same old boring coffee. No, no, no. I got, I got the, I, uh, no, <laughs> that's not what I do here. Okay. So yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have good food, we're gonna have a good time, we're gonna have drinks, mm-hmm. we're gonna have parties. Everything is raw. So I'm not I'm not owned by a corporation. I'm not yeah. owned by the big corporations where I gotta make everything PC. So like last year, our event was at Caesar's Palace. Um what is it? Uh fucking huh? there was a big another big event. Uh, 
EGIA was across the street, right? So yeah. EGIA is across the street. That's the geezer one. Then ours is across the way. And a lot of people bought tickets to both. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, they're at the, they're over at the EGIA, the geezer event. They're like, obviously falling asleep, boring. They came over to ours. They're like, what the fuck? This is a whole different environment. Mine's for the young generation. Okay. If you're a young guy coming up in this industry, this is where you're going to want to be. You're going to be with some of the best young entrepreneurs, uh, trainers, uh, operators, motivators in the in the country. A bunch of like the, a lot of the speakers. Some of the speakers I haven't even announced yet, but there's some big names that are the badass operators are going to come in and teach you some of their processes while they're there. But the after parties you get to mingle with and the people you're going to be able to meet at the after parties are that that's where you're going to want to be. You're going to be able to ask all the questions that you, you're wondering or things you want to do and talk to people that are doing things that you want to do and they've already done it already. Mm -hmm. The more people you surround yourself with that are successful or growing and doing better the better the better your outcome is going to be. If you sit there and you think you know it all and you're going to figure it out yourself, you're wrong. I've been there. I ask more questions now than I've ever asked before. Yeah. No, that, that sounds that sounds really cool. So it's it's 3 days, 20th to the 22nd. Yeah, so we fly everybody flies in on the 20th. Uh the event's going to be the 21st and the 22nd. Uh we have okay. a couple after parties. We have a black tie event. So our black tie event last year is pretty dope. You get all these blue or you know blue collar guys dressed up in suit and ties, looking fly like it was that was really fun and then we have a Halloween party on the last night because uh, it's the weekend before Halloween. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, if you guys fly in it's October 20th to 22nd, you guys can go to servicerocketnetwork.com and buy tickets. Or if you reach out to me in my DMs, if you're watching, listening to this podcast, uh, reach out to me. I'll give you $250 off either a party pass or VIP. Uh, the general admission tickets start at $995. I can't go any lower on that. That's what it costs me to, to bring people there, feed them, and do all that stuff. But the other tickets, if you guys want, if you guys listen to this podcast, I'll give you $250 off either a VIP or a party pass. I don't know how many VIPs I have left, probably less than 10. Uh, so if you guys are listening, you guys want them, let me know. Yeah, no, this is this is good stuff. So we'll link that in the show notes, servicerocketnetwork.com. Uh, it's a pretty dope website, not going to lie. Um, and yeah, so if you're interested in learning more about the the uh, the event or anything else with Service Rocket, you can go check that out. Uh, Victor, is there anything that we haven't covered yet that you were hoping to to chat about in our discussion today? Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about, and this is one thing I've been – you know, I've been really adamant about, right. Cause you guys, you guys know, uh, I've never went through a recession. Most of us have, and most of our generation has never gone through a recession, but it's, it's coming. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I deal with a lot of people that have been through it. A lot of old timers and just like anybody else, if you don't talk to people that have been through shit before, you're never going to, you're never going to be prepared for it. Yeah. Uh, so one of the people I talk to a lot is, is, is they're saying, look at the number one thing you need to make it through a recession is, is your lockdown processes, right? Especially on the sales side, because you're going to have a lot of people that aren't going to qualify for financing. You have a lot of people that want to fix things. They want to repair it, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to feel guilty and you're going to fall, fall into that trap rather than trying to push them to what, you, what they really need to do, which is replace it or stuff like that. So you got to make sure your sales process in your business are dialed in. I have a free webinar on Friday. This probably isn't going to post before then anyways, but I have, I have a free webinar I'm going to do is just, I'm going to go step-by-step step my sales process within my business and I'll even give it to you. I'm also going to give you the KPIs that I track um, in my business that are important to me and join us for the free webinar. I'll go through my step-by-step -step process because you've got to make sure you guys are ready. And if you're a technician listening to this, if you don't start working on your verbal skills right now, you're not going to have a job. You, the great communicators are going to be the ones that are going to be able to keep their job through this recession. Oh, it's they say everyone's like, oh, it's a necessity. It's not because you're it's what's going to happen. The guys that are fix it guys, they're not going to be able to keep up with hyperinflation, right? You're not going to mm -hmm. be able to keep running your business with hyperinflation 
fixing things all day. You have to get the gross profit. The gross profit is in replacement. If you don't learn how to sell replacements, your business is going to struggle. struggle. All of a sudden, you're going to have to charge eight, nine hundred thousand dollars for a run capacitor. You don't have the verbal communication skills to be able to do that, and your business is going to fail because you're not you're not going to be able to make enough gross profit per day to cover your overhead. So what I'm going to do is if you guys join me in the free webinar, I'm going to teach you my step-by-step process within the, within the business, not like what I'm doing in the house, what I'm doing in a business to make sure that every single marketing dollar counts and every single customer is freaking, we flip them upside and we shake their, shake them, <laughs> shake them for their money. Cause we got to make sure we're making money on every single call. And yeah. the, the $0 tickets are going to kill your business. And especially when a recession happens, less people are calling less opportunities and then you're not converting them at a high enough rate. It's a recipe for disaster. So yeah. if you guys want to join me, uh, like I said, I'd love to help. Or if you guys reach out to me, DM me, we could jump on a call. I usually do a free 15 minute call with anybody that's interested. Uh, we could have a conversation and, and see if there's any way that I can help you. Uh, but like I said, you guys got to prepare for what's coming. Cause you know, I've, I get to see it from both ends from, you know, from the high end private equity world, all the way down to the other, to the technician side. And I know what's coming. And if you guys don't prepare now, you're going to be hitting the mouth. Mm. That's good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I I think there's a lot of people out there in denial about the recession, thinking that it's, uh, it's not going to happen. We're not, you know, we're not going to be affected. You're in summer right now, bro. We COVID mm -hmm. was COVID. COVID should have fucked us. COVID should have ruined everything. If we got saved by the government pumping money, they can't print any more money. They can't print mm -hmm. any more money. So what's going to happen if hyperinflation keeps going up? People's bills are going up, but their salaries aren't going up, right? You get this yeah. gap and, it, and eventually there's a breaking point. And what's going to happen is when it's not hot outside right now, everything's easy. As soon as the weather's not there, you ain't getting those phone calls. People aren't going to be calling. People aren't going to be replacing systems. They're going to be making things last as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So just make sure you guys are prepared. Make sure you guys are, you know, you have your debt stack correct. Make sure you have capital, save up money right now. Uh, make sure that you're, you're not, you should growth mode is no longer sexy. We got to chill on that right now. We got to be profit mode and make sure we're, we're holding, we're holding tight pay off as much of your debt as you can. Just get prepared to be as lean and mean as possible. And the way to be lean and mean is by having proper processes where you don't need as many people to generate as much money. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, Victor, I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to join me. I know you're you're a busy man, so I really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners have appreciated this as well because you got a lot of good stuff to share. So thank you again. Yeah, man. I'm excited to hope you guys hope to see you guys in Vegas. Uh, you know, I'm shake some hands, kiss some babies. It's going to be a good time. Um, Thanks again for having me on, Eric, man. Keep keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, if you guys are interested in Rival Digital, get with my man. He'll take care of you. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, Victor, you have a great rest of your day, man. We'll talk soon. See you guys. Okay. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.